0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. do you watch fox news all day are you dizzy from conservative spin are you a birther or teabagger you might be suffering from a condition called barachnophobia if so, the only cure is Liberal Dan Radio. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Warning, Liberal Dan Radio is not a substitute for doctor's advice. Severe cases of proactophobia may require psychiatric help. This may prove expensive if Republicans repeal health care. Listening to Liberal Dan Radio may cause you to embrace things like facts, logic, and reason. If these symptoms last for more than four hours, you have been cured. For more information, go to Liberaldan.com. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. You can also join us in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. You can click the Skype button there and uh, contact the show that way. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you could always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc., over at the show thread on the website, liberaldan.com. We have lots of stuff to talk about during the show, but, of course, to start off each show, we'd like to look at this week's headlines. In political news, Kenneth Starr is stepping down as Chancellor of Baylor. Why, you ask? For failing to follow up on charges of sexual assault in the university that he worked at, of course. Hypocrite. In sports news, Oklahoma City went up three games to one, and then it wound up losing the whole series to Golden State. Yes, this year's Western Conference Finals were brought to you by Coca-Cola. Have a choke and a smile. In entertainment news, apparently the Star Trek film Axanar was given new life by producer J.J. Abrams, who was quoted as believing that the way to attract more fans to the franchise was not to push them away, was to, other than using lens flare, um, to enable those to be creative with the universe that they love. It's pretty impressive, if you ask me. The comic book news, when it came out in a new storyline, that Captain America, Steve Rogers was actually a member of HYDRA, well, people had a fit. I won't go into it all here, but you can check out my new website, nerdydan.com, to see my opinion of what is going on in the Marvel comic book universe, if not the cinematic universe. Um, I am I'm in the process of working on those websites to make, making them better. i um, getting some new graphics, getting new um, content, you know, adding it, trying to add it daily. I'm trying to make those two websites a, a good thing as well. Um, so I can have, you know, outlets to, to talk about, Not just um, My uh, Political stuff as I do on LiberalDan.com But to also talk about the Issues You know things pertaining to the other things that I like In my life um, Be it nerdy things Like TVs Movies, books Etc. Those things I'll be discussing gaming Those things I'll discuss on NerdyDan.com uh, the Rideshare Driving that I do, I'll, I'll add that there uh, over on RideshareDan.com. And, of course, DanielJZimmerman.com, just the letter J, uh, is going to be my personal blog for just about everything else. Where I did actually, you know, kind of, I'll talk a little bit about what happened recently there. Um, you know, there's there's been two times in my life where I've done this one thing, which is I actually had a dream where I was thinking about a particular project that I was working on. Happened in college the first time, it happened just the other day. I'm thinking about a problem that I have not issued an issue solving. So I go to bed, I then wake up, and after dreaming the solution to the plan, happens in college. I can't figure out how I'm going to write this code. I dream about it. I wake up. I go right to my computer. I type it out. It works. The logic worked. I was amazed. I was like, this is, I wish I could do this all the time. I wish I could just figure out things in my sleep so I could spend the rest of my days doing other things. That would be awesome if you could just work in your sleep. That would be amazing. But I didn't think beyond it. Just other than that, it was cool that I was able to do it. It never happened again for a long time, but it happened again, you know, the other day. Well, this past week, I had that happen, and I thought about it, thought about how to solve a problem, figured out the logic in my dream. In my dream, the the code worked, so I bought it. I went to work. I typed out what I dreamed about, and it worked again, so it's interesting, but this time, I got a little more philosophical about it, and I'm sitting there going, you know, you, you could look at this maybe one of two ways, you could look at this in a way of, you know, maybe my mind just assumed that it would work, and that's why it showed the correct values on the screen. It looked at the screen and said, all right, well, if this were to work, this is how it would look, and as such, this is the output you would receive. So there was maybe a little bit of – it's not really a confirmation bias, but some kind of confirmation. But, like, I knew it was supposed to happen that way, so it did happen that way. So there's one way to look at it. But the other way, which to me is a little more mind-blowing – is the idea that did did my mind because i one thing is in common with both of these two projects it was what there weren't it was a joint collaboration i was involved with everything from start to finish beginning middle and end it's all me everything that was typed out logic wise has been typed out by my figures into the keyboard i've conceptualized the data structures in my head i conceptualized the database models in my head the the tables all look like and so my mind has seen what every single table in this database looks like my mind has seen how all how i coded every single stored procedure so it's in there somewhere and you know my mind has seen all the code that i've written to make this work did my mind? Oh, this is the kind of medical, physical, philosophical, philosophical type thing. Did my mind not only develop the solution to the problem, but did it? But was the reason that it showed a correct answer on the screen was that reason because my mind said, "Hey, you know, it, it, did it actually do the calculation?" Did it actually flow with that logic, Me with me putting that stuff in there? Did it actually fill in the blanks in that logic and say, yes, this is the right answer? Did it actually do it right? If that's true, then my mind is absolutely blown. I'm not saying that that's actually what happened, but it's an interesting what if. What if that is actually the case? What if my mind was able to, or what if our minds have that capacity to actually you know because our minds are amazing things in and of itself They don't use much of it what if the mind was actually just actually worked like a computer in that case what if i programmed my mind to to actually do that and my, i changed the program in my mind from the program that i wrote and what if at the end of the day it actually ran the program as if it were a computer that would be flipping awesome now The next thing would be to control it. How could I purposely get myself into positions where I could write code and figure out things in my sleep all the time and then wake up and just write out the correct answers? That would probably be above my pay grade. It's just something interesting to think about and something that just, it made you go, hmm. Things that make you go. So anyway, that's what happened to me last last week. Well, the one of the things that happened to me last week, I also had a horrible weekend. You know, not only did I lose power the day before my birthday, but I lost we lost power again on Saturday from like 10 o'clock, 10.30 to, to 4.30, 5.30. Got to the point where we basically said we took all the food in the fridge, they brought it over to my mother in law's house and just put it in her fridge because I was not about to go replacing a bunch of food twice. And it didn't even storm. It just, the power just went out. And it was the it was failure of their equipment. Well, if your equipment fails, shouldn't you be compensating me for the food that you made me lose? It's ridiculous. But, so that happened. I lost internet all weekend, lost cable for a good bit. On Sunday, Saturday, guy comes out to fix it, come, turns out he fixed it so well, but now we don't have channels, certain channels, they're on HBO, we don't have uh, Disney Junior.
0: That's, that's just not
1: good. You can't not have Disney Junior on in my house, because my kids love that station, so, and they didn't even come today. I was home from three to five. I had to come home home from from work early to wait for them to come. He never came, so they owe us twenty bucks because that's apparently their missed call fee. Twenty bucks. Which, when I call to complain that I've been not having full service, to or from Saturday to whatever, I will include the complaint that when I work for a developer. I work for more than $10 an hour and so they wasted two hours of my time and they're not compensating me adequately for the time that they made me lose. So I might have to get them to throw a little more on top of it. And, you know, I've been a customer of theirs for 10 years as they've been pointing out for the past couple of times I've called in. So hopefully they will take that into consideration anyway so tired of the issues that I've had to deal with with this cable company, but what else am I going to do? What else am I going to pick? There's not much else in, the, in terms of choice out there, especially if I want to watch the certain things that I want to watch. All okay, right, let's hit the first commercial break. Come back, take your calls as well. 347-838-8368. As Eric could, 347-838-8368. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency, and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings.
0: I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on ROJS Radio Live with the girls, Monica R.W., and Autumn S. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan
1: and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from an independent, left, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in, R.O.J.S. Radio Live,
0: Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Liberal and Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, from New Orleans, Louisiana. And to join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Uh, before getting into the political realm, I did want to talk about um, Harambe, the, the gorilla that was killed because a kid crawled into the gorilla area, and people were scared for the kid's life. And obviously, there were people who were very upset with the fact that they had to kill this gorilla. I'm, I'm not happy. Uh, I wish they wouldn't have to have killed this gorilla. That's it's not something that I would um, want to have. Um, oh my goodness, there's a funeral service going on over, over, okay, I, I, you know, like, how there are people that take things too seriously? Kind of like last week when I was talking about Jump the Shark activism, I, I think, this little thing. When I'm seeing a homegoing celebration for Harambe. Sunrise, 527, 1999 Sunset, five twenty-eight, uh, two thousand sixteen. Um, on Friday, June third, two thousand sixteen, there'll be a viewing and celebration at Animal Kingdom Ministries International in Cincinnati. And I, I, I don't know. It's. It's just getting to be a little bit too much when it comes to that sort of thing. But, you know, there are people who I think would probably have said, look, this kid should have been allowed to have died. If that was the case, if that's what was going to happen, then poo poo on the parents for not watching their kid This this majestic animal shouldn't have died because a parent messed up and lost track of her kid for a couple seconds. Now, the realist, the realism answer of this is, had that happened, had the zoo said, look, we're not going to shoot our gorilla because you failed to take care of your kid, we'll try and get your kid, but we're not going to shoot this gorilla. Maybe we'll tranquilize them and see what happens. Maybe that would have happened, and then the gorilla went on a rampage before the tranquilizer kicked in and would have killed this damn kid. Poor kid. You know, the family probably would have sued the, the zoo for two reasons. A, for not adequately enclosing their displays as to prevent children from being able to climb through and into animal pens. And B... for not taking action after the kid did go in there to protect the kid and the family were, probably would have won and would have probably gotten very rich off of this incident uh, had they not they still, I mean if there are injuries, they still may very well sue for the first part but if the zoo would have just allowed the kid to die and not taken action to put, you know to, to protect the kid's life, still that's a no-brainer. I would be I'm not even a lawyer, I'm sure I could probably win that lawsuit. So the idea that this hosp this this zoo should have not taken action against this you know to me just seems a little bit stretching it. You know, to me the per- the people that are at fault here, it's not not the parents. It's not not even the, the people that shot the gorilla. It's the people who were responsible for safety at the zoo, for building those pens, and for making sure that you could not enter one. You know, especially a kid, making sure that a kid could not enter one. So, you know, I, I have to say, though, that, you know, if it was my kid, and I think everybody, and everyone would like to say, I would take better care of my kid. My kid would be absolutely well taken care of and would not have been put in a situation. You don't know. You don't know that for a fact. I would love, I lost my kid for a couple of seconds at Disney World one time. Uh, We got separated and it happens. Fortunately, I, I quickly realized the situation, went back, started looking for him. I found him almost immediately and walked back with him and took him back to where we were so you know things happen and it's scary enough as it is if you you lost your kid for a second let alone lost your kid in a gorilla pen with a silverback that's all muscular and could probably rip you apart you know the idea that they wanted to have taken any action is just absurd. And and I think what the wrong thing that was done was allowing an opening for a kid to get in. But once the kid got down there, I think ultimately the right thing had to do. And I think people are taking it a little too seriously. And it's one of the reasons uh, on Facebook, on my personal page at least that I shared this one picture of, um, it looked like a, a Dr. Seuss book. It's like, if I ran the zoo by everybody on the Internet, um, pretty much because you know, everybody thinks that they're going to you know, have the perfect answer. And, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. People have to think about the repercussions of their actions, and they had to act quick or else they're going to have an issue. And so I think, I think ultimately the, the stuff that needed to have happened happened. And it sucks, you don't want to have to do take that action, but there's no way you sacrifice a kid under the hope that maybe that you can get him out there without taking lethal action. And there's no way that you tranquilize because it's gonna take too long. The kid ultimately has to take priority. And there's no way that if the kid doesn't take priority that, these, that the family doesn't win their lawsuit, hands down. Easy easy peasy lemon squeezy, as my son likes to say. For some reason, both my sons picked up easy peasy lemon squeezy, and I don't know where. So anyway, let's go ahead and take the next commercial break. it a little early. Come back. Talk politics. Talk Republicans and Democrats. Oh, my. Oh, my. I'm taking your calls as well. Eric 347 838 8, 3, Eric code three four seven eight three eight eight three six eight. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left that's right.
0: You're listening to WIN, Workers Independent News, a production of Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. Truckers and port workers at the Port of Los Angeles-Long Beach went on strike Wednesday using moving picket lines at several locations at the ports throughout the day and into the night. Workers striking or protesting misclassification as independent contractors in an ongoing struggle to improve working conditions at the ports. Workers at XPO Cartage, XPO Port Services, and k Transportation struck joining workers at Intermodal Bridge Transport, who went on strike Tuesday afternoon. On Tuesday, IBT driver Eddie Osoy was rehired by the company just minutes before that strike started. Osoy says he had been fired for standing up for his labor rights. Even after being rehired, Osoy joined co-workers on the strike picket lines once again. Workers say the companies are using a variety of tactics to try to stop employee organizing efforts, including threatening and interrogating workers about union activity and retaliating against workers who exercised their labor rights. The AFL-CIO has launched a member education effort aimed at GOP presidential candidate Donald Trump, AFL-CIO president, Rich Trumka. When you look at Donald Trump, you have to say three things. One, he's unfit to be president. Two, he would make it harder for working people to make ends meet. And three, he would tear our country apart. As a result of that, we're going on educating our members, and we give them the facts about him, and you get past the bluster. Trumka's comments came to the French media outlet France 24. People need to be treated like human beings and they're not treating people like human beings at Walmart. Walmart worker Greg Huff as he recounted his experiences working for the giant retailer in a workers' roundtable Wednesday night. Walmart workers are speaking out during the company's shareholders meeting about working conditions and wages at Walmart and what workers are going through to keep the Walton family's billions of dollars rolling in. Huff says that he has an arthritic spine and Walmart refused to allow him to use a stool at work to avoid aggravating his arthritis. Jaron Davis is a U.S. Navy veteran making $10 an hour at Walmart. I feel as if appreciate it for the sacrifices i've made in serving this nation i currently make 10 an hour having started out at eight forty-five. and with student loans college tuition medical and dental insurance i do not make nearly enough to pay rent on my own the workers are calling on walmart to increase pay and improve working conditions while recognizing the right of walmart workers to form unions president obama said wednesday that not only should social security not be weakened by cuts but it's time we finally made Social Security more generous and increased its benefits. Obama said increasing Social Security benefits is possible if the wealthy pay a little more into the program. Workers' Independent News is brought to you with support from union-owned and represented Bank of Labor, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. Bank of Labor has earned the reputation as a leader in union business lending by understanding the needs of labor unions. Online at bankoflabor.com. You've been listening to Win Workers' Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org.
1: Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talks on the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, from New Orleans, Louisiana. To so join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. You can also join us in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash uh on the show on the show page, actually, on Blog Talk Radio. And you can Skype in via there. And, if, again, if you're listening during the live broadcast, uh, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over at liberaldan.com. I uh, also have a um, little contest going on right now. I just tweeted out a minute ago, first 20 people to retweet my last tweet. It's a link to a picture that has two bumper stickers and a picture on it. Um, if you first 20 people to retweet that tweet, get a free bumper sticker of their choice. Uh, or and also one random person will get a bumper sticker and the T-shirt, which is the Give America the D in 2016. Um, so again, go over there. You can make you make, make your decision as to which bumper sticker you want and if you're one of the first 20, and maybe I'll let it go a little more than 20. We'll see. I have some extra bumper stickers, so we'll do it that way. Um, so. Go ahead and do that, and you know, trying to trying to find do a different way ways to um, do a different ways to share information about the show, spread the word about the show, I'm trying to make the show have you know I have listeners, and I love the people that listen. I appreciate it. I don't have a lot of you know, not a lot of people call in. That's fine, that's cool, but I definitely want to spread the word because the more listens I get. The more banner ad impressions that I get, you know, either it's a liberal the more, you know, stuff, the ads that get, the ad listens in the middle of my shows. Um, the more people that do that, the the better, you know, I'll be able to do, bring in more money, which means I'll be able to say, hey, you know, to advertisers, look, I have this many people listening, you know, so maybe I can get some good advertising revenue in and then make the show grow from there. So I really would love to be able to do this, and I can only do it with your help. So I appreciate your help in, in doing that. So before I talk politics, at least presidential politics, and this should be in presidential politics too, but just a brief comment about the shooting, the murder-suicide, the apparent murder-suicide in some place in Los Angeles today. It's just, you know, when are we going to get to a point as a country when we can have a serious conversation on reasonable gun control? You know, I'm not sure what anything could have done to prevent this, but I think it's reasonable to say that we have a gun problem in this country. Um, there is a, a gun culture, so to speak. You know, people on the you know people who are criminals who are very quick to pull their gun and shoot people instead of maybe having a little bit of a fist fight. Ideally, I'd prefer you not fight at all, not resort to any sort of violence to resolve your problems, and instead discuss it. But you know, not everybody can do that, and I would hope that people could just you know leave it at that and not just go running for a gun. But on the other side, you know, you have people on the on the right who are saying that we should shoot transgender people who use the wrong. Bathroom, according to those people who are conservative, when you're defining what the quote wrong the bathroom is, these it's ridiculous, and they, they too have a problem where that these people look. It's like they look forward to the idea of if they, it would be it would make their day. They are Clint Eastwood. Oh, go ahead, make my day. I think it sounded a little bit more like Reagan, but they basically want to be able to. And have an excuse. They're it's like they're looking, looking for an excuse to go kill somebody. I always think back to that Joe Horn, not the Saint Joe Horn, but the Joe Horn uh, in Texas who called the cops about a burglary going on at his neighbor's house. And even though the, neighbor, the people were running away from the house, this guy told the police that he was going to go run out to the yard and go shoot them. You hear what ha- happened? you hear that it clearly wasn't any sort of self-defense, yet he wasn't indicted or convicted of a... It was either not indicted or not convicted of murder. When it clearly was murder, he clearly murdered those people, and he got away with it. Why? Because we have a system in this country that likes to kill people. And there are certain times when killing is absolutely justified and fine. But I think... You should never be somebody who is anxious to do so. You should never be happy. Every time you take a life, you should feel bad about it. So it's, it bothers me that people are just so so happy to kill people. The, the, the idea never, never crosses my mind of, you know, oh, I want to solve my problems today by murdering somebody. I just, I just don't get it. I mean, people may feel that way in a, in a, you know, in, a, in an instant, you know, you're ready Oh, I can just kill that guy, but you control yourself. You, you don't allow yourself to, to get to that place. I just, I, uh, it's frustrating. Anyway, I've been having some interesting conversations on my um, website. I'm on Facebook, I mean. With people who, you know, are just so. It's, it's, it's you know, partially the Bernie or crowd, people who, you know, can't imagine you not supporting their candidates, and they—they—they've they, got to the point where they're just calling names. They're—they're—you know—they can't fathom the idea that you might actually—you know—be not as willing to draw hard lines in the sand over certain issues and instead are willing to say okay well you take the good with the bad like somebody can't believe that i voted for obama in 2012 because obama re-signed the patriot act i'm like you know what i'd rather that he i'd rather that he would have not supported it i would have rather that he supported some other legislation but at the end of the day obama was still better than romney on so many other issues that it was ridiculous to take that I would somehow not want to reelect him. So, the tweet of the week, which is definitely political, um, Justin Shanes at Justin Shanes on Twitter says, uh, "Since they only lost by a little, Bernie Sanders is counseling the Thunder to stay in this thing." <laughs> There was a Facebook post also that I saw, which was it was a picture of of Bernie Sanders standing at the um, you know looking a little disgusted, standing at the Golden State game, and he goes when you find out the team with the most points wins <laughs> because that's what a lot of the Sanders supporters want the Democratic Party to do after months of saying that they don't want the superdelegates to vote against the will of the people. They are now telling the superdelegates, hey, you need to vote against the will of the people if you think we're going to, in order for us to win. Now, I tweeted, I, I posted a post on on my website, libertarian.com, and I said, look, there is a post, there is a Donald Trump bump, a Trump bump. It, it happens, it's there. You... You're not, you know, you're not seeing things. Trump did get a rise in the polls. So should we be freaking out about this? No. Why? Because it happens after every convention. John McCain got a bump in 2008. Mitt Romney got a bump after winning the convention, winning the nomination in 2012. Donald Trump got a bump after securing the nomination this year. Obama got a bump in the polls after he won the Democratic nomination. So the only facts that I could listen to or come to, the only conclusion that I could reach based off of the data given to me is that winning a convention gives you a bump in the polls. I don't know why that is. I don't know why a, a vast majority of people would say, oh, I'm going to support him now, now that he won the convention and then, you know, lose interest. Well, I mean, in Trump's case, I can understand it because he's Trump. Crazy. He's crazy. He supports crazy things. But state at a Democratic convention or Democratic nomination process. You need 2,383 votes to win the nomination. There are 908 of those votes still available. Of the 908 that are still available, I think there are maybe about 200 that are still available, superdelegate-wise, maybe a little less. And then the rest of them are regular delegates. So, 1769 pledged delegates for Clinton. 1501 pledge delegates for Sanders. So in the pledge delegate lead Hillary has 268 more pledged delegates of the 700 or so that are still available pledge-wise. So what does that mean? In order for Sanders to catch up on that goal you have 700 of it, roughly, pledge delegates and you need to make up two hundred and what was it 268 basically you need to get 134 or one, let's say 135 pledge delegates more than the other person, meaning that 700 divided by 2 is 350. So if you would have to get 135 more, that would be 485. 45 divided by 700 is 69%. You would have to pretty much just get 70% of the remaining pledge delegates if you want the pledge delegate to lead if you're Bernie Sanders. But Clinton, on the other hand, is all you need. That's a much easier task. Now, if you take into consideration the superdelegates, of which Clinton has 543 supporting her, Bernie Sanders has 44. Hillary is at 2312. Sanders is at 1545. Hillary needs about 71 delegates Left 71 delegates left. So let's say if she won New Jersey, so to say, and this is not even including the superdelegates. So New Jersey has 126 um, delegates. So 75, 126. She wins if she gets 60 percent of the vote in New Jersey. It's possible, it's possible she could get 60 percent of the votes. She would clinch the nomination if you count pledged delegates and superdelegates together. Now, the Sanders supporters are all going to say, but you don't vote for it. They don't vote until the convention. They don't count. They do count because you have to be a realist when you look at the situation that if she goes into the convention with a pledged delegate lead and a superdelegate lead, she's going to... So that vote is going to be a formality, a technicality. It's not going to be something that's actually meaningful. It's going to be telling people the situation that actually exists, which is that she won. So all these people trying to say, oh, but you're not supposed to count those. No, you do. Because it is an honest reporting of the situation. And you're just being sore losers for not wanting to face reality, which is that Hillary Clinton is going to be the presumptive nominee. And the networks, when they call it for her, are going to say that she is the presumptive nominee. It's not, they're not going to say she's the official nominee, because that obviously doesn't happen until the convention. They're going to say that she's the presumptive nominee, or in the case of Google, likely Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump, even though Donald Trump has 1,239 delegates two more than the needed 1237 delegates that he needed to get to secure the nomination. So no shenanigans and second and third ballots can take place. Now, I'm not saying that no shenanigans could take place. The, for the first ballot, perhaps the people in the get-together and they say, oh, we don't want to count these states for whatever reason. And then they go, oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And then the convention falls into chaos. And that should be we'll see I I don't think the the, the California or I don't think the Republican National Convention is going to be as lively and exciting as as we were hoping that it would be although with Donald Trump at the helm who knows it could very well be exciting but but there's a website there's a online person redacted I this guy's like a wannabe John Stewart, except he's not funny. He's just an angry guy, and I mean, I have my little bit where I do fat man rants, where I do like an angry little rant. But it's just a this guy is just unlist. It's almost unlistenable. Um, and some of my videos that will come out in the future will be on him and his ridiculousness. Uh, but the idea that you know, he he uh, he say, oh Chris Matthews like admitted to. Uh, the fact that the news networks are going to have ready in the can a story about Hillary Clinton's nomination at 8 o'clock when California polls aren't even closed. The fix is in. I Everything's mean, a fix. Bernie Sanders ordered a sandwich without pickles, and he got extra pickles. The fix would be in. Or the fixins would be in. And its They... They want you to just be mad about everything. Everything is a, is a, is a dilemma. That's the, that's the thing about conspiracy theorists. It's, they're, they're just as bad as the birthers. They're just as bad as the truthers. And it's not just the fact that they're making insane, crazy allegations of corruption and, and deceit and theft of elections. It's, it's that, it's the whole, and if you don't believe me, you're part of the problem. Or you must be an idiot or ignorant if you can't see what's so plainly obvious to me that it's obvious that this is being stolen. It's obvious that Chris Matthews is, is revealing a, a fraud, election fraud, that's going on right in front of your face. No. What's obvious is that a news agency is reporting that they are going to have a article or content ready for the for the time when they can safely say that Hillary Clinton is the presumptive nominee. And Hillary Clinton will be the presumptive nominee once she gets a total of 2,383 delegate support from pledge delegates and from superdelegates. And if they look at the thing and say, look at the math and say there's no way that she's going to get there's no way that between New Jersey and California that she doesn't cinch the pledge delegate lead. Then it even seals her fate even more in being the likely presumptive Democratic nominee for the office of the president. What? No, they're so angry. So angry. I get it. You like the, I like Bernie Sanders, too. I'm, I'm a hipster when it comes to Bernie Sanders. I liked Bernie Sanders before. It was cool. I would have no problem supporting Bernie Sanders for president. I would have enthusiastically supported him. I would have donated to his campaign. I would have donated more than the average donation, probably, um, or at least more than the average that he's getting now. I would have been thrilled to back him. I would have been happy to, to have supported his campaign. I would have been happy to to be having Liberal Day and Radio talking about all of the wonderful things in Bernie Sanders' program that will make this country a much better place, especially as compared to what Donald Trump would do to the country. But it's just not going to happen. And I'll be glad when Hillary wins. I'm probably somewhere in the middle of Hillary and Bernie. And the people that just can't get over it. I mean, they're just so – I'm going to have to – one of the things that I'm a little upset about once – once Obama leaves office is that at least podcast wise from a selfish point of view, this is going to be me being selfish here. The one thing that I'm not going to be happy about, regardless of who wins the overall presidency in the fall, is that I'm going to have to replace my commercial. I'm going to have to replace the baracknophobia intro. That's just, that makes me sad. I miss Brachnophobia. I've had that for a while. I even went when I did Dan and Dave on the air on terrestrial radio we had a version of that, except the fact that we were since we were on Terrestrial radio and the radio station was handling all of this, I was actually able to cover the costs of airing the actual audio underneath, which was Huey Lewis is the one new drug. but I had to use other music that I was able to obtain for free um, because. I don't have the money to afford it. I don't even know how to do this. As a side note, the radio, the record industry makes it very difficult to find out exactly how to get their how to how to how to play their music or to use their music bumpers and trailers, and it, it's not very clear as to how it's done. I would love to be able to know, find a place online that can be easily done because you could simply say, look, you're using this much of the song over this amount of time. This is the amount of money that you have to pay. I'd love to do that because that would start a if I could use the old sound bites in and out of commercial breaks that I used to use I'd have loved it I'd love it but it's, they make it very hard on to do it and anyway, let's go ahead and take senior commercial breaks let's go ahead and take that last commercial break uh, come back take your calls as well 347-838-8368 that's 347-838-8368 this is Liberal Dan Radio talk from the left that's right presentation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands-on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504-528-9500. That's 504-528-9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs, so should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. Do you like fun jewelry? Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story well with origami owl you can do just that an origami owl jewelry bar is a fun way to get together with your friends hang out and design jewelry there is no pressure to buy but when you host a party either in person or online you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase if you would be interested in holding a party Either online or in person, go to cassiezcharms.origamiowl.com. That is c-a-s-s-i-e-z charms.origamiowl.com, and contact Cassie today. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's Erica 347-838-8368. It's Erica 347-838-8368. Um, one quick thing before I get back to politics. There's a, another case out in Houston where a, a teacher was caught having sex with an eighth grader, a 13-year-old. Apparently, according to the story, they were doing it every day. They were, the family approved, it's craziness. Maybe the family thought this was the best way to get an A. That doesn't make it any less rapey. Rape. Rape is rape is rape. And while I just don't believe that I have to have this conversation with people, every single time this comes up, where, oh, I would have loved that if I was a kid. You know what? I probably would have loved it too. It doesn't make it any less wrong. I would have probably enjoyed having a beer or having some rum and coke or having some other mixed drink or other alcoholic beverage at 13 too. That doesn't make it right to give it to me. Doesn't make it any less legal, any less illegal uh, to give it to me just because I liked it. And imagine if the same people were to have flipped the script around and would, if they would say, oh, this girl is 13 year old girl. Yeah. She, the male teacher was hot. She obviously wanted it. No. it's Dumb. It's dumb, dumb, dumb. Stop being dumb. Anyway, Trump, just to finish up the show, we got Trump. Trump was talking the other day. When is he not talking? Um, he was being, you know, very belligerent with his reporters that were, you know, reporting on the you know, press conference that he gave. And one of the reporters was was seemed to be pretty much fed up with the whole thing. I was like, is this is how it's going to be with a President Trump? And he was like, you know what? Yes, it is. I'm going to be like this. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have there's no crawfishing allowed anymore. This is how he's going to be as president. He is going to be a rude, condescending ass during his press conferences. Not that, you know, there have been times where other presidents have gotten a little terse with, with the press corps. That's fine, because sometimes the press corps can be dingbats. And if it was just a little bit at a time, but no, for Trump, they're all losers. They're all losers, and and I don't like talking to them. They're horrible. They're I can't even remember what the, one of the words that he used um, to describe. You know, I'm probably surprised he didn't say scumbag. Oh, they're just complete scumbags. They're terrible. And my press corps is gonna be huge, so it can have nobody can give more than one question because I don't like the press, I don't like the media, they're horrible, even though he uses them like a fiddle. He plays the media like a fiddle. He does whatever he wants to do, they report on it, his poll numbers go up and everybody goes, blah, ha, ha, play Trump. Um, then we got the Libertarian Convention. Gary Johnson is hoping to make it onto the debate stage. He needs to get I think, 15% in at least five national polls for them to do that, which means national polls should include him. And why not? Why shouldn't the national polls include him? If people don't know who he is, they'll be like, who? Who is that? So he has a very blue eye. I don't know if his other eyes that blue, but he has very blue eyes. I'm looking at the picture on his website. He's very, very starkly blue. They're very nice. Um, so... There's former governor. He was a Republican governor. He was a Republican governor of New Mexico from 1994 to 2003. Uh, he was a business. He was a businessman before that. He started a door-to-door handyman business to pay his way through college. Um, you know, he's he's got things where. He he supports some things that liberals support, and he supports other things that conservatives support, and so you'd think that maybe he'd be able to find common ground with a much larger group of people. But when he supports, like, half of the – let's say he supports half the Democratic Party, which I think is being a little giving. It's probably much less than half. Let's say he supports half the Republican Party, which is probably – his policy platform is probably more than 50% in line with the Republican Party. So let's just make it easy to say half. Supports, let's say he supports half of the Democratic Party. Well, the Democrats are going to vote for the Democrats who support the Democratic Party, not just 50% of it. The Republicans are going to support the Republican Party, not just 50% of it. <clears throat> and the idea that, you know, of the remaining independents, which there are a lot, but they're not a homogeneous type of group, You have there's from all over the spectrum. You have people like me, who wouldn't be registered Democrat if not for the stupidity of the Louisiana Democratic Party endorsing unrepentant convicted felon Edward Edwards, who um, I'm going to vote for the Democrats even though I'm a registered, no, no party. You have people to the left of me who see both parties are the same, man. Then you have some people in the middle who might be libertarian. They might be somebody who, who might who Gary Johnson might pick off. And maybe if Gary Johnson wasn't in the race, they'd go for Hillary or Trump. But I don't think that subset of independents is a very large group. And I think the subset of people who are independents, who are between a Trump and a Hillary or between a Trump and a Sanders or whatever, who are between the two parties, ideologically speaking, I think a large run of those people who Gary Johnson could pick off are people who would vote for Trump if or nobody at all if, if it was just Hillary and Trump. Then you have the people that are no parties party who are going to vote for the Republican Party, even though they're no party, just like me on the left. Then you have the people who are to the far far right of the Republican Party who go, both parties are the same, man. So the idea that a third-party candidate is going to be at all successful is just, to me, laughable, especially because of the fact, where is his down ticket support? I'm sure there will be some libertarians running in some districts. I'm sure there will be some coordination between the Gary Johnson campaign and the those other Senate and House campaigns that may happen to be running. But you don't start from the top and build down. You need to start from the bottom up. You, need, If you want to start making inroads into Congress, you need to start – You know, into the federal government, you need to run congressmen, senators. You need to you need to win those elections to have down ticket support. So not only those people can um, not only will those people um, be able to ride your coattails, but you'll be able to ride theirs. It's kind of like joint coattail riding, where when as you're dragging some people along with you, you know, you might be lesser known running for Congress, but if you're but you can get out there and get the people involved and get supporting the party as a whole. Or maybe those people in those areas are very well-known libertarians and can help, but maybe they, but people don't know Gary Johnson, and then he can ride their coattails. And you can basically work together to have an, a campaign effort that's greater than the sum of its parts. But if you don't have that, then you're, you're really not going to have any chance to do well at all. So, the chances of Gary Johnson being anything other than, in my opinion, a Republican spoiler is something not, which is fine. If he wants to take votes away from Donald Trump, more power to him. And there's the option, there's the possibility that um, perhaps one of the conservatives will be able to convince a Republican, a different Republican, to run as a third party challenger to Donald Trump in order to make sure that either Trump doesn't win thus giving them the opportunity to take on Hillary Clinton after four years or to try and throw the electoral college into such chaos that Congress gets to pick the president. And as such, the Republicans get to pick the president instead of the people. And that's ultimately what I think they really want to have happen. Anyway, that is the end of this week's show. Um, I will be back next week. if my son has an early baseball game, I'll come back on again at 9. If my son has a later baseball game, I just will have to miss that one, and I'll wind up going on at 8 normally. Follow me at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter uh, for updates on what's going to happen when it comes to that. You can also go to LiberalBand.com, Facebook.com slash LiberalBand as well. Um, also look for me on YouTube. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Custom from the left, that's right.